0: 18 or 19, I think. Uh, it was on the on the Orthodox uh, Easter uh, morning. And I uh, early in the morning, I I didn't have a dream, but all I heard in my sleep was the Lord says that I, from the book of Genesis to Revelation, I only cha- challenge human beings with one word. And he said the word is belief. And I went to, because it's Orthodox uh, Easter. Uh, my, my daughter-in-law is uh, Russian Orthodox. She's uh, Ukrainian. So she celebrates uh, Easter. So I went to her house and she said, Dad, I'm going to give you a present. You know what is a present? Believe. On the cross. This is a very powerful word. It can change your whole direction in life. It can change your decision in life. That's one word. You change your belief, you change you change your direction in life. And uh, can I have the where is the Oh yeah. Alright, sorry. Next one please. Sir. And I was asking the Lord what is the meaning of belief? It took me a long time to understand only Recently, and the Lord gave me this definition. And it's found in Mark chapter 8, verses 33, 8 verse 33. But this is what happened to, to Peter. Peter, God asked him, Jesus asked him, what do you think, who am I? And so he said, you're the son of God. And the next moment, the next moment Jesus said he's going to be crucified, and three days later he'll rise again. And Jesus rebuked. And Peter rebuked Jesus. Do You're going to do that? He rebuked Jesus, and then Jesus rebuked him again. <laughs> so, by turning and seeing his disciple, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, "Get behind me, Satan! For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men." When I read this, the Lord says, "The definition of belief is to set your mind on the things of God. Is to be mindful of God. Your mind full of the things of God. That is our belief." not the things of the world, not the things of man, but the things of God. The Lord, the Lord gave us the purpose of God and he defined it for us, the purpose of God, the, 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 the identity we should be in, and also the, 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 the position of who you are, who you are, or relationship of who you are with the Lord in these few verses, and it is the foundation of our belief. Ephesians chapter one, verses three to six: Blessed be the be the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ. Okay, God has blessed us in Christ. We are in Christ. The Christ here is the Christ after resurrection. He has already done everything. This is a finished work of. Of Jesus Christ. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So this is the blessing that comes upon you if you are in Christ every day. Yes. Wow. Every day. Amen. You believe in it. You don't believe in it. Wherever you are, this is the blessing that God has for us every day because every day you are in Christ. And it is a blessing for your body, soul, and spirit, and your relationship. It's for your life regardless of rain or shine. The blessing of God come upon us because you are in Christ. Verse 4, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him. God set the foundation of your body, soul, and spirit, and your life before even He set the foundation of the world. And He said we should be holy and blameless. We are not holy and blameless. We are not in Christ. It, holy and blameless is not our making. It's the God who, before as we stand before Him, He sees us as holy and blameless. Yeah. There is no condemnation in Christ. Yeah, yeah. If somebody call you stupid, you say, "No, God say I'm holy and blameless." Yeah. That's your identity. That's who you are. That's your value. Verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Now, this is our position with God. We are the sons and daughters of God. You have a belonging. You have a family. And you are the sons and daughters according to his will, according to the testimony of God, testimony of Jesus Christ. So what is this testimony? We'll see later. Later on. And according to the purpose of Him, we got a purpose. We got a purpose in life, every one of us. Regardless of whether you're jobless or you have a job or homeless, you have a purpose. And this is what He has already prepared. This purpose has already been defined by what Jesus has done on the cross for you and me. We got a purpose. Tell somebody I got a purpose in life. To the praise of His glorious grace, that He has blessed us in the Beloved. This this foundation is full of blessing. Blessed the Lord. Blessed are you. Blessed, you are the Son of God. Full of blessing, and this is the foundation. This is the the the. This is our life. This is a description of our life of, from generation to generation. Now this is the testimony of God. God says in 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 to 15. I picked up only a few verses. But this is the testimony, God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his son. This is the testimony of God. And we all carry the testimony of God. This is the and the the, the eternal life is in the Son. The eternal life is not in any religious founder. There's only one person who holds eternal life. Live in the eternal life. That is Jesus Christ. And if we are in Christ, we are in His eternal life. Okay, don't doubt your eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have towards Him. The confidence that we have towards Him is the confidence in the testimony of God. Our prayer is based on this. It has to do with the way we pray, what we're asking for, and how God answers us. So this is, this, this is what God says. And if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The will is not a will of the human decision. Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I go there? I, I, I wanted to have a, chance, a lunch with one of these very religious lady one day. I said, can I have a lunch with you? She said she has to pray and ask the Holy Spirit where I can have lunch with her. <laughs> the will of God is not about your lunch. It's about what Jesus has already done on the cross for you. Yeah. It is His will to heal you. It is it's done on the cross for you. Yeah. His will to forgive you because it's done on the cross for you. His will to give you eternal life because it's done on the cross for you. Yeah. And we know, and and if we know that He healed us, if you know this foundation of the testimony of God, In whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we ask for him. So this is the foundation of our belief, and this is the foundation of the way we receive prayer. Be confident with your prayer if you come as you are in Christ Jesus, you come in the name of Jesus Christ according to the testimony of God. God will answer your prayer. Must, we must pray with confidence, honestly. If you are not praying with confidence, you do not know the testimony of God. Yeah. If you know the testimony, I am sure I will receive it. Because it's his testimony. His testimony is my testimony. Jesus died on the cross for me. By his trial, i That testimony is mine. Because I'm in Christ. By his trial, I must be. And God laid down this divine principle of the way He answers our prayer. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Look here. God so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son. is the testimony of God. Yes? Like we read it just now earlier, this is the testimony of God. Right? But you believe, you are ahead. So, the, the way the divine principle that like God bless us, or God answer our prayer is, you believe, He has given, He has already, and He gave. You believe, you receive. On what He has already done. Do we have confidence in your prayer today? He has already done, He has already pronounced Blessing on you in Christ Jesus. And here we are doubting, God, am I too worthy to buy a new house? Am I worthy to buy a new car? Am I worthy to be healed? Am I worthy for that job? No. He has done it on the cross for us. Come on. And God has shown us this is this is just an assurance. In Romans chapter 8, verse seven, 2, and God did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us. How will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? Again, He gave, and we receive what He gave. Yes? Yeah. He gave, we believe, we receive. Okay? there's a principle in every prayer. And there's a confidence in every prayer. Our, our prayer is, to our confidence is not in, in what we pray, our confidence is in the testimony of God. He has done it. He approved it. He will it. A will will not be effective until a person is died, is dead, right? I sign I sign a car to my wife. If I don't die, he can she can't get a car. I die she happy she got a car. <laughs> <No problem. laughs> like, yeah, this the will become effective very later uh, legalized when that person dies. Yes? And Jesus has already on the cross for us. Come on. Yeah. Now the problem is we have different hearts. Some believe, some don't believe. In the parable of the sower, there are four different conditions of hearts. Or or there are four different groups of people. The first group has an attitude problem or behavioral problem. The second group probably have issue in his heart that he's been covering up. The third group probably have a mental issue. Only the fourth group receive what God has given. We ought to look at this clearly today so that we know where we are. And and strangely enough, not strangely enough, but it's beautifully enough that when the, when the, the lady with the issue of blood, remember in the Gospel? She went and touched Jesus. There were also four groups of people there. And she is the one who touched Jesus. The way touch Jesus is exactly the word that Jesus touched the leper and healed. Touched the blind man and healed. Exactly the same word. Okay? So this lady must have seen or must have heard that Jesus touched, gave, received. So she touched. You know, if I touch her, touch him. I will receive. So it's exactly the same word. She touched Jesus and she got healed. Bible says the, 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 the life of Jesus flowed out of him to, 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 to her. So do you want to touch Jesus? The way to touch, to, the, the way to touch Jesus is actually to grab hold of his word, believe in his testimony and you touch Jesus. You touch Jesus by believing in the testimony of Jesus Christ. Believing in the word of God. You take the word of God seriously. You touch him. And life brought out of him to you. Let me know the term. Okay, the sower. The sower went out to sow his seed. Now the the parable, this is the parable. The seed is the word of God. The word of God is a seed, it's not a fruit. How we wish is a fruit, we don't have to wait. Right? I mean, those who work in Singapore, I work in Singapore before. You know, my boss wants the fruit today. You know, want it now. No, the fruit is a seed. it's not a, uh, uh, The word of God is a seed, it's not a fruit. And every seed of, of God, every word of God, or seed of the word of God, I believe it contains Three elements, and this is the element. These are the elements. From 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. And these three, but the greatest of these is love. You know why the greatest of these is love? Because love is the testimony of God. Right? So every word comes with the testimony of God. Testimony of what Jesus has already done on the cross. Every word comes with, if you hear, you have that faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, right? Right? Yes? Faith comes by hearing, 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 the word of God. And every word, every seed carries hope. Because it is the faith that brings the hope into reality. Yes? So if your hope is in Christ, your hope comes with assurance of assurance by the testimony of God. If your hope for healing, your hope for for prosperity, your hope for fruitfulness, your hope for a baby, your hope for a new job, if that hope hope comes from your belief in the testimony of what Jesus has already done on the cross for you, that hope, the faith will bring that hope into reality. So, the Word of God has three; these three elements inside. Now, this is the first case. Luke chapter 8, verse 5. A soul went out to sow his seed. The soul is Jesus Christ. The seed is the Word of God. And as he saw some fell on the path and was tempered under food. The word tempered means... Or underfoot, tempered underfoot means to treat with rootless and insult. And the birth of the air devounding. Now this is the word of God. It is not about, if it's not about anybody who here who say, Oh, I can't understand the word of God. This is not about you. If you can't understand, it's not about you. This is about the person who has behavioral problems or attitude problems. He treated the word of God with insult and rudeness. He yeah. trampled it, just like Hebrew 10, verse 29 says, the way they trampled underfoot the Son of God. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved for one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God? The word "trample" is the same word used here. And has profaned the, the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of God, the free of grace. So it's not just simply don't understand the gospel. Don't you worry. God, the Holy Spirit, the revealer of all truth will give you revelation, even if you can't understand. Yeah? yeah? Even if you can't understand my single. My mom went to a meeting, my mama was totally uneducated, uneducated. Went to an English Christian outreach meeting. At the end of the service, she stood up, and you want to go anywhere, facing the speaker. The At the end of the service, the speaker asked, whoever wants to receive Christ, you stand up. At that point, nobody stood up. She stood up. In the car, I asked her, why do you have to stand up? She said, I don't know why. At that moment, I must stand up. And she received the Lord there. Even though she couldn't understand. But your spirit can understand. Because she carried the image and the likeness of the Son of God. And you are in Christ. The Holy Spirit is within you. He will give you the revelation." So, so this is what it means for the person who received the, uh, the, 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 the sick, So, on the pathway this is what it means in Luke chapter 8 verse 12 the ones along the path are those who have heard then the devil comes takes away the word from his heart so that they may not believe and be saved when you reject the word of God when you reject the testimony of Jesus Christ you will know your partner is the devil you will come because that's what he loves to you to rob you, rob you and destroy. That's the best open door for him to come if you treated the Word of God with contempt, with uh, rudeness. That's the open door. It's not your at uh, least. It's not that you can't understand if you treated the Word of God and trampled underfoot the Son of God. The second person, the second group of people is this. Luke, edge of the sea. Then some fell on the rock, as he grew up, he withered away because they had no moisture. Rock always speak of the hardness of heart. So this person has a heart issue. If you have hatred, you have resentment, you have unforgiveness, you have, you have, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Anger you keep it for too long, it forms a rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love cannot go in. The testimony of love cannot go in because you hate everybody. You hate the church, you hate people, you hate anybody, you know? Yeah. And that forms a rock. The only way to break the rock, I believe, is to turn this issue that, that make the rock inside you into a conversation with God. Because when you talk to God, it creates a hope. And that hope is in the testimony of God, is in the hand of God. The faith that you have will turn this hope into reality. Forgiveness, unforgiveness, resentment, anger, frustration, rage, sexual immorality, pornography, addiction to pornography. It turned into a rock. Very hard to move. No medicine can do it. Only the testimony of Jesus Christ that you believe. By your belief, the rock can be broken. The rock can be removed. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the meaning of this, this uh, 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 parable? That's what Jesus explained. Luke 8, and the ones on the rock are those. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word of God, receive it with joy. But they have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. The heart has been full of rocks. There's a little ground for the seed to take root. It's little ground for you to understand or to receive the love of God. The moment you think of love of God, you also think of hatred. You think of forgiving somebody, you can't forgive because the rock is too hard. I used, we, my last church in Singapore. I used to have these two old men who work for the church. One in charge of the garden, the other one in charge of locking up the door and opening the door. And these two old men, 70, 72 years old. One day I caught them fighting. <laughs> 72 years old fighting, punching one another. So we talk about forgiveness, and this guy said. Yes, Victor, I can forgive you, but this one I cannot forgive. There's only one person in the world I cannot forgive. Because the heart is hardened. Hardened. When well, hardened heart, the only thing to turn the hardened heart is to a conversation of God. Let God break it. Yes. Let God break it. Yeah? So that you have more ground for the seed to take root and bear fruit. Oh, that's good. Yeah? yeah? The third group. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and chopped it. The interpretation by the Lord, by the Lord is, in verse 14, and, and as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they were chopped by the caves and riches and precious of life, and their fruit does not mature. But this is a very strange combination. Case, riches and pressure of life. You drive good car, your seat leather leather seat, you drive the best car, you eat in the best restaurant, you live in the best house, you are comfortable. How come you have phones? Where does the phones come from? Where do the phones come from? Phones are very sharp and hurting. What are all these phones? You have high position. The thoughts are the things that hurt you. What is that hurt you? Your sleepless night, your worry, your anxiety, your panic attack, your depression. Because, you know why? Because this group of people, same the other group as well, their trust is in the creation. When your trust is in the creation, and this is a broken creation, when in a broken creation you have uncertainties. When you have uncertainty, you have darkness. You want, I remember this. Uh, this a, he, I don't, I didn't, I knew him, but he doesn't know me. And uh, and he, I, I, knew his fortune teller, one of his fortune tellers. He got eight fortune tellers from different parts of the world. He's a Singaporean. He has his hotel. His hotel is still there. He has his uh, hospital. He's still there. Medical center is still there. Million and the fortune teller told me. He said this man, when he had to make a decision, a multi-dollar business decision, he couldn't sleep the whole night. He has his cigar the whole night. And he told the fortune teller, I envy those people walking down the road, because they are so free. He couldn't sleep, he couldn't eat, because he had to make a very major decision. He lived in good houses, he had top-class hotel, top-class residential houses, top cars, top food, but he has phones. Anxiety, because of uncertainty. Uncertainty can create a lot of fear. And Bible says the perfect love of God casts out all fear. The more you believe in God, the more you trust God, the more that the, more that the, the, the fear begins to go away. Because you trust him. I don't need to be, to spend nights and nights without sleeping, I can say, God, I trust you. You will do it, I can't do it, you will do it. I go and sleep. So if you can't sleep at night, talk to God, don't talk to yourself. Don't talk about anything else but your issue that caused you to cannot sleep. Talk tonight. Talk to God. If you have anxiety, talk to God. If you have depression, talk to God. These are the phones, even for the people who are rich and have a pressure of life. Okay? The, the, the word thorns is exactly the word, the thorns that Jesus received at the crown of thorns. This is the same word. They stripped Jesus and put a skull rock on him. Verse uh, 29 of uh, Matthew 27 and twisting together a crown of thorns and put on his head. Jesus has already carried away your mental units, Your anxiety, he took it on his head. Your fear. Your panic attack! He has taken it on his head. And this is a testimony of God for you and me. He took all the anxiety, the pain, the forms of the anxiety, the forms of of, schizo, whatever. Bipolar. Depression. On his own head. On his own head. And if you go to Leviticus chapter 1, the head, he, he, the, the, the the Bible single out the head as one of the burnt offering from the sacrifice of the animal. So they was single out. Everything to do with the head, eyes, nose, ears, tongue. See, single out a fire of judgment come upon you. He healed everything that concerned with your head, with your eyes. If today you have anything to do with mental issues, mental sickness, God has taken it on his head. That was subject to the fire of judgment. By his stripe you are healed. Your eye issue, he has taken it into his own eyes. Ear issue, he has taken it into his ears. Your tongue issue, he has taken it into his tongue. Your throat issue, he has taken it into his throat. And by his stripe you are healed. That's how specific God is. Even people who are sick with inner organs, there's a doctor here, but you know, that's all I know about inner organ. The rest of the terms I don't know. But anything to do with inner organs, he has taken it because inner organ was also separate out. Yeah. Wow. His limbs were also separate out. Anything to do with arthritis or whatever it is, also separate as a burnt offering. And some fell on the good soil and grew and yielded hundredfold. And he said these things. As he said this thing, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The interpretation by the Lord Himself in verse 15 is, As for that, for that in the good soil, there are those who hear, who hearing the word, holy fast in an honest and a good heart and bear fruit with patience. Holy fast means to keep in your memory. Holy fast also means to hold back Antichrist from making his appearance. If you have an issue, if you have a legal issue, you go to see your lawyer, you define your hope according to legal terms. Yes? You say you can't sue. You will lose this case. And you define your hope. I'm going to lose this case. I'm going to lose half a million dollars. If you go to a doctor, and he define... He, he, he defined and, and you define, you will probably define your hope by medical language. Yes? The result of the blood test, the result of whatever test. Right? Yes? Yeah. And if, if you go to if you go to an architect and you define, he define and you think, Oh, this round cannot build two-story. And you, you define your hope according to his language. We like to define our hope by human language. Yes? That's why it's good to talk to the Lord because the more you talk to, you, to yourself about your hope that is divine by medical language, you are going downstream. You are going down and down. Up to a certain extent, you can't think of another way to get up unless you tell it to the Lord. But this man who has a good heart is the one that, who knows the value of God. He knows that I cannot drop this seed of the word of God. Because inside there, it has faith, it has hope, it has the testimony of God, the love of God. If I drop this, treat this sin of the word of God and ignore it, I lose my hope, I lose my faith, I lose my love. I lose the testimony of God. I have nothing to gain. Oh, hang on, sorry. And the seed that is planted into a good heart, a good heart will only bear fruit with patience. So the seed, a seed that has been planted in the soil has to take time to germinate, yes? And when it's in the soil, it's uncomfortable. It's dark. It can be smelly. Right? Some dog may pass by. It's not a nice place. But, and yet, you have not seen the fruit yet. Some of us, a lot of us, I believe so, including myself, that we pray and we pray and we pray. We hear nothing, we see nothing. Yes? We see nothing. Right? But the, the Lord is work, working on you. The seed is breaking up. The seed is changing his identity into a shoot. So if you are praying and believing in the testimony of God tonight, continue your prayer. One day with patience, as you wait, it will bear fruit, yeah? And some fruit actually has to go through that. I, I, I have a patient who, who said that she told me, she was 67, I think she told me that in my family, either is my decision or no decision. She was, she was the only voice to make decisions. But when she was in the hospital, she said, Victor, I learned something in the hospital. I learned to be patient. I learned to have self-control because when you go for the test, it takes some time to come out. You go to a doctor, doctor never turn up. You fast and pray and they cancel your, your operation. So you learn to be patient and learn to have self-control. And they come up only in that hard situation. But it's in the soil, you will come up, you'll you are patient if you continue to pray and believe in the testimony of God. Don't change your hope, keep your hope in Christ because when you keep your hope in the testimony of God, you are on the ground of certainty. You are on the ground of assurance. You're on the ground that it will bear fruit if you wait. Yeah? Okay, this is a year that we say about a revival. And revival can only come if you if your belief has changed and your the 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 foundation, the value of your belief is in the testimony of God. Or testimony of what Jesus has done because let's look at uh, Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. But his delight is in the law, and on the law he meditates day and night. And he is like a tree planted by the streams of water that use his food in season, and his leaves does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Now, the word of God, regardless from which part of the Bible, regardless of what he meditates, on healing, on relationship, on wisdom, you, as long as you take the word of God and meditate on it, God starts doing work. That this God will not allow this seed to be corrupted anymore. It will take root, it will bear fruit, and it's prosper everything that you do. Not just because you pray for healing, it only bring healing. You know why? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, that for us to have life, life more abundantly. And he said his word is to give us. What? Life and good health to our whole body. God is looking at good health to your whole body when we focus so much on healing one part of the body. So when you meditate on the Word of God, God brings healing to that part of the body. God also brings good health to your whole body. That's His end. That's His testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah? And I hope this year that we all take one or two verses Meditate on it. Declare. When you meditate on the Word of God, you declare the Word of God. You are actually watering the Word. Because it's in the good soil. And you water it, you water it, it will grow, it will take root. I encourage you to take the Word of God, declare and proclaim it, meditate on it. All right? Yeah? Make this year a year of meditation on the Word of God. Make this year a year that we take root and bear fruit. Perhaps some of the prayers we have been praying for, God is waiting for this time for you to meditate on it. Yeah.